We're continuing the Shir and Likut Halachas, Orachayim, Chelek Aleph, Hilchas Hashkoma Saboiker, Halachot Beis, Alpi Hatoira Zrizus, Emuna, Besimen Kufnun Hei. This halacha is going to be based on chapter 155 in Likut Imran, Valpi Hatoira Ashrei Haom, Simen Yudgimel, and also based on Torah chapter 13 in Likut Imran. Yisgaber Kwari Lamoi Baboiker. The Shulchan Aruch says on page one that a Jew should be strong to get up like a lion. He should be strong like a lion to get himself up in the morning. Hainu Shetzorach Sheyokum Bezrizus Beliatzlus, meaning that a Jew is supposed to wake up in the morning with speed, with enthusiasm, without laziness and heaviness. Vezebechinas Emuna. These qualities of zrizus is synonymous with faith. Kumeshikos of Rabbeinu, as Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 155, shezrizus hu bechinas emuna. That this speed and, and enthusiasm in serving Hashem, that is emuna. Rabbeinu Zal shows there. Ki balaylo hu emuna bein haklipos. Because during the nighttime, during the time of darkness, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that the Shekhinah is downstairs in the basement among the Klippos. Another word for Shekhinah is Malchus, Emuna. Emuna is another word for the Shekhinah, Malchus. So during the nighttime, the Emuna is way, way down among the Klippos. Ubaboiker, and in the morning, Nizgatlo v'nisoyro Emuna. The Emuna rises up and it wakes up. Al came therefore tzoruch lokum and ashena bezrizus. A Jew has to make sure to, to come out of sleep quickly and with a strong step lechazek atzmoi beemuna to fortify himself with faith kedei livno yisulegadel esuemuna in order to build and develop that faith. Vesehu and this is what the Shulchan Aruch means when it says sheyehehu ma'oirer hashachar that the person should wake up the morning star. Hainu bechinas, and I was get up early, get up strong. Hainu bechinas ayeles hashachar, bechinas malchus, bechinas emuna. We know that in the Zohar Kodesh, one of the nicknames for the Shechina, the spirit of Hashem, it's called ayeles hashachar, malchus emuna. V'zeh bechinas shviras taivas momoim, and this is also tied into a Jew breaking the wrong kind of desire for money. Rabbein Azal tells us in chapter 13 in Likut Yemran that when a Jew succeeds in conquering the wrong kind of desire for money, then that person has the ability to elevate Jewish souls and to be able to draw down Torah from on high to this world. As Rabbein Azal discusses in chapter 13 in Likut Imran, Ayin Shom. Ki b'chol yoim v'yoim tzrichin l'kabeles ha-toyro mechodosh. Every single day, a Jew is supposed to accept the Torah new, anew, like it's the first time. K'moyishom Rabbi Sein Azal, as our rabbis tell us on the Pasuk in the Shema, Asher onoichi metzavcho hayoim, Hashem says, this is the Torah which I am commanding you today. 
The Gemara says, That when it says Hayoim today, this is to teach us that Hashem wants a Jew every single day to feel that they're accepting the Torah new. The Kabbalah Satoiro Hualidei Shemal in a Sanefesh Umechachin Oisa Kemavur Sham. And Rabbeinu Zal explains over there in Torah Yud Gimel that in order to receive the Torah, a person has to elevate the soul and renew it. And a person accomplishes that, the way a person is zoiche, to elevate the soul and renew it is by breaking the desire for excess money. This is synonymous with waking up from sleep. Rab Zal here is taking two chapters in Likut Imran, which at first seem unrelated, and he's going to draw a connection. He's going to make a connection between them and show how it applies to our topic. In one chapter in Likut Imran, chapter 155, Rab Zal speaks about emuna, faith, in the context of emuna being the opposite of depression, heaviness. Rab Zal there says, that when, you, when a Jew feels heavy and slow and sluggish in serving Hashem, that implies a weakness in faith. Because when a person's faith is really, really where it's supposed to be, that person is not slow or heavy. That person is quick and excited about serving Hashem. That's chapter 155. Then, in chapter 13 in the Kutiman, Rabbeinu Zal speaks about receiving the Torah. And he talks about the great tzaddikim who have the ability to receive the Torah anew every single day. And he says that in order to do that, they need to accomplish two things first. Number one, they gather up souls, Jewish souls, and they have to elevate those souls, put them in a rocket ship and send them upstairs. <clears throat> and Rabbeinu Zal shows there that what helps a tzaddik to be able to do these things, to gather up the souls and lift, send them up, is overcoming the desire for money, the wrong kind of desire for money. And, and Rabbein, we're going to see now, Rabbein Zal is going to show us, that the wrong kind of desire for money is called idol worship. The Torah speaks about idols of gold and silver. That's when a person worships money in a wrong kind of way. And the opposite of idol worship is faith. The more a person works on their faith, the more they get rid of the idol worship, they get rid of the wrong kind of desire for money, they have the ability to rise up and to bring down the Torah anew. And Rabbi Nelson Zal is now going to show us how this applies not over there. Rabbi Nelson speaks about the tzaddik doing this. Rabbi Nelson Zal is going to show us how this applies in each and every one of our daily lives. This process of starting over, trying to receive the Torah, in order to receive the Torah, the nefesh, the soul, has to rise up. In order for it to rise up, we need to break the desire for money. How do we break the desire for money? The desire for money, the wrong kind of desire for money, is idol worship. If we strengthen our emuna, we overcome the idol worship. Emuna is the opposite of this idol worship. And we said that when a person wakes up in the morning the right way, with zrizus, not heavy and depressed, but quick and excited, that is a display of emuna, of faith. So now let's see how Rav Nosanzal expounds on this. 
כי טייבס מומואים הוא בחינס כפירוס. Because the wrong kind of desire for money, a desire for illegal money or too much money, is synonymous with atheism, the opposite of faith. Bechinas Lailo, it's darkness. Bechinas Choshech, Anpen Chashuchen, faces of darkness. Bechinas Atzvos V'Atzvos, it's synonymous with depression, laziness, sluggishness. Bechinas Misa, death. Bechinas Shena, sleep. which is one-sixtieth of death. All of these things are on one track. A person would say, hold on a second, this doesn't make any sense. How could you tell me that Tavis Momoin is synonymous with depression? I thought when a person has a lot of money, they're very happy. We know the Gemara tells us, Mar Benachosim, Mar Bedaigo, that the more money a person has, the more money, the more possessions, If it doesn't have Hashem's blessing, if it's not connected to Hashem, if the purpose of the money is not serving Hashem and pleasing Hashem, the Torah testifies that the more you have, the worse off you are. The more worries, the more depression, the more unhappiness, the more sluggishness. It's like wearing cement shoes, chas v'shalom. And therefore, v'tzorech sheyeloi hizgabros l'shabres hashena. A Jew has to strengthen himself, has to work on himself to break the sleep. Shehi bechinas miso. He said sleep is a taste of death. Bechinas taivas momoin, which is associated with the wrong kind of desire for money, which is also a death. A person who has the wrong kind of desire for money doesn't live. They don't experience living. Their life is like death. Vazai yucha lechadesh nafshoi. And then... The person, if the person breaks the sleep, then he can renew his soul. And rise up and be able to draw Torah from on high and bring it down. And then when the Jew breaks the sleep, he breaks that wrong desire for money. Then what happens is just the opposite. Then the sleep is a healthy sleep. The sleep is a benefit to him. Because by sleeping the right amount, he renews his soul. As the Pesach says in Echo, chapter 3, New in the morning, a person wakes up new in the morning after a good sleep, with an increase, with a renewal of faith. And so too, when a person has broken the wrong kind of desire for money, and they're dealing with money the right way, then the money helps, helps them to renew their soul. How? By conducting business properly with faith in Hashem, with trust in Hashem, following the Torah, with Shehu Bechinas Shena, which is a type of sleep. As Rabbi Nizal explains in chapter 35 in Likut Imran. Now Rabbi Nizal is introducing the third chapter in Likut Imran. Chapter 35 is, is a long chapter in Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nizal speaks about the fact that tzaddikim who strive to have a very deep connection to Hashem, 
They can't do that 24-7. They have to rest. They have to take a break. And Rabbeinu Zalveh describes several different kinds of rest. He says one form of rest is learning Gemara. For a tzaddik who is involved in Hasoga Salakus, in reaching out and trying to understand Hashem on the deepest, deepest levels, for him, the study of Pashte Oiraisa, the standard study of Torah, Gemara Rashi Tois, is that for him that's called rest, that's relaxation. So that's one form of sleep, Rabbi Nezal says there. Another form of sleep is work, going to work, doing business. Masa Umatan Bemuna. Rabbeinus, again, for a person who is studying Torah very deeply, with high intensity, many people can't do that full-time. So they can do that for five hours a day, six hours a day. What do they do with the rest of the time? They need a break. They need something easier, relaxing in a sense, compared to high, high intensity, deep study of Torah. Rabbeinus says there that another form of sleep is masa umatan be'emunah. Conducting business with faith. That word emuna, because again, the, to- the Gemara tells us that going to sleep is how you renew and refresh your emuna. When you wake up in the morning, we say, Rabo emuna secha. My emuna, I'm increasing my faith. I'm renewing my faith. So this renewal of faith could be done by lying down in a bed and closing your eyes. It can be done by conducting business in a kosher, healthy way which is the opposite of Taivas Mamayim. And another way to do it is studying Pashtoya each person on their level. Vezeh Pirish, and this is what the Pesach says in Mishlei, chapter 6, Admosai Otsel Tishkov. How long are you going to lie in bed and sleep, you lazy person? Mosai Tokum Mishnasecha. When are you going to wake up? When are you going to get up from your sleep? Rab Nosenzal says, Hainu Admosai Tishka Vesishan Ba'atzlus. How long are you going to continue to sleep in laziness, a sleep of laziness, of a lazy person? Mosai Tishaber Hashena. When are you going to succeed in breaking the sleep, overcoming the wrong kind of desire for sleep? She'oz, when you succeed in doing that, then Adaraba, just the opposite. Then your sleep will strengthen your mind. It will renew your soul. It will renew your faith. This is why now Rav Nosenzal gives us a spin on this Pasuk. He says, When are you going to rise up? How? When is your sleep going to result in elevating your soul? Because again, we know there are people who the more they sleep, the more lazy and sluggish and, and unsuccessful and unproductive they get. Rav Nosenzal is telling us here that a Jew wants to sleep, a type of sleep that renews his soul, renews his faith, renews his brain. And the way that a person does that is, one of the things here, important keys here is, Overcoming the desire, the wrong kind of desire for money. And when a Jew is to elevate his soul by breaking the sleep, meaning by breaking the wrong kind of sleep, 
Then he brings about a union between Hashem and the Shekhinah. And this is why the, why the Shulchan Aruch says there that when you get up in the morning, you have to see to it, that you should awaken the Shachar. Shachar is a nickname for the Shekhinah, the spirit of Hashem. Rav Nosanzal says, This refers to awakening the spirit of Hashem, the Shekhinah, for its union with Hashem, with its mate. Rav Nosanzal says, Now you'll understand, now he's going to show us another trick. Over there in Likut Imran, in the chapter in Likut Imran, Torah Yud Gimel, where Rabbeinazal speaks about the power of the tzaddik to gather up souls and rise up with those souls in order to bring Torah down. He, there's a pasuk that says, chacham. The chacham has the ability to gather up souls. And he brings down oiz. Oiz is Torah from on high, from a very high place. So there, Rabbi Nezal also quotes another pasuk where it says, Oirisi moiri imbesami, I gathered up the spices. The word oiri in that context means to gather up. Rabbi Nezal says the word in Shulchan Aruch here is yizgaber ko'ari, wake up in the morning like a lion. Ari oiri, there's a, a connection between those two words that Rabbi Nezal is going to show us now. And here's where he says, Yizgaber Kwari, that when the Shulchan Aruch says, be strong like a lion, hu bechinas The Shulchan Aruch is hinting to what Rabbein Azal says over there, that you should be la'ari, you should be, you should fulfill that oiri moirib samim, to gather up the souls. The souls are compared to spices, sweet-smelling spices. I gathered up the moir with the other sweet-smelling spices. And Rabbi Nezal says that when a person does that, he brings down Torah to the world. What is Torah? Torah is the eyes of Hashem, the vision of Hashem. The eyes of Hashem, the wisdom of Hashem is found in the Torah. Which means, Kaviyocha Hashem looks at us through the Torah. So Rabbi Nezal says there that when a person wants to draw the Hashgacha of Hashem upon them, you want to draw the direct supervision of Hashem upon you, this is the way that you do it. A person would say, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Hashem is always looking at everybody, isn't he? The answer is yes, but there's different levels of looking. There's a concept of Teva. There's a concept where Kaviyocha Hashem has the ability to put things on autopilot, just like Lahavdil. You have a person who's driving a plane. A person would say, hey, you, look at, you look at a cockpit of a plane, it looks a thousand times more advanced than a car. So you would say a person, just, we know that in driving lessons, one of the most important things they tell you is, don't you dare ever take your eye off the road, even for two seconds. Because when you're moving at 60 miles an hour, even at 30 miles an hour, you have no idea in two seconds how far the car moves. And they show this to you, they measure it to you in, in car accidents, and how much time it takes to, to slow the car down to a stop if you want to make an emergency stop. 
So if a person takes his eye off the, ro- off the road for a minute to look at his cell phone or something like that, that short distraction could easily be enough that the car can travel 20 feet, 30 feet, and cause tremendous destruction and harm. So a person seeing that in a car would look at a, an airplane, which is going five to 10 times as fast as the car, as the car and is 100 times more advanced and the, the weight that it's carrying is a thousand times as heavy as the car, person would say there's no way in the world a pilot can take his eyes off for a second. And yet we know that in today's times, <clears throat> what's going to be 10 years from now, we don't know at all. They'll have pilotless planes completely. They'll have a computer doing the whole thing from beginning to end, the landing and the takeoff and everything. But today at least they're still using pilots sometimes. But... On, on a long flight, an international flight or something like that, everybody knows that the pilots have an autopilot function whereby for an hour or two sometimes, they can actually take their eyes pretty much off. They can periodically scan the computer, see what's going on, or certainly if any flashing light goes on, maybe they have to check it. But other than that, the computer, they set the course of the plane by computer. The flight is that they're... 35,000 feet up in the air, the plane is going regular, no problem. Lahavdil, Lahavdil, Hashem has an autopilot function where sometimes to a degree, to a certain degree, Hashem takes his supervision off. He's not interested in looking that closely at what's going on. When Hashem does this, usually it's a display of dissatisfaction or he's not so much in love or infatuated with the person or with a particular country. For example, when we speak about chutzlaretz, when we speak about the entire world other than Eretz Yisrael, the Torah tells us, the Sforim tell us, that there, very often, Hashem is using this autopilot, this teva, where he flicks the switch and the sun rises in the morning and it sets at night and everything, they live happily ever after, everything rolls along, sort of in an autopilot mode. Whereas when the Torah describes Eretz Yisrael, it says, Eretz atomid ene Hashem the eyes of Hashem are constantly upon it, from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, that Eretz Yisrael has Hashem's direct supervision in its, in its strongest way at all times. And usually, usually, this results in chesed, kindness. The Arizal says the word hateva is bigimatri alikim, so that when Hashem puts things on autopilot, usually it's because he doesn't want to look. He doesn't want to see what's going on there. He's, he's d- disappointed. He disapproves to a large degree of what's going on there. So he switches them to teva. Whereas when Hashem is showing the hashgacha proti, the hashgacha proti is usually a display of Hashem's chesed, tremendous chesed of Hashem. So here, Rabna, and Rabbeinu's on that Torah shows that when the great tzaddikim bring down Torah, they're also bringing down the hashgocha of Hashem, the direct hashgocha of Hashem. Now, Rav Nosenzal connects this to our waking up in the morning, where the Shulchan Aruch says, How? By, by bringing ourselves close to the vision, Kaviochel to Hashem's vision, through the Torah. And this is why the Shulchan Aruch says that when you wake up in the morning, 
the first page, one of the first lines in Shulchan Aruch is that to, to, think, to picture Hashem right in front of you, right in your face, that's a very important rule for life. That's the first rule in Halacha. Rav Nosen Zal says, what that's telling us is that by following this process of getting up in the morning like a Jew, how? With zrizus, the opposite of heaviness, of depression, with zrizus, you're, you're putting the emuna, you're turning on the emuna. The emuna is the opposite of avodah The emuna is the opposite of taivas momen. You're breaking out of taivas momen. You're breaking out of the idol worship out of the darkness, out of the sleep, out of the death, all of those are in one category. And by doing this, you're bringing down the Torah, you're renewing the Torah, you're receiving the Torah anew, and you're receiving the direct supervision of Hashem upon you anew also. That's why the Shulchan Aruch quotes that Pesach, Shivi Seshem Lonegdi Samet Zekhal Godbatev. And this is why the Shulchan Aruch also adds over there, right in the beginning, Sheroi lechol yerei shamayim vedoyeg al that it's proper for every person who has respect for Hashem to worry and to, to show real deep concern about the fact that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, about the fact that we do not have a Beis Hamikdash today. Because the Gemara tells us, Any Jew who mourns the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, the destruction of Yerushalayim, will be privileged to see the happiness and joy when it's rebuilt. As the Gemara says in Tainus, page 30, We see, therefore, that Al Yedei Shemeitzar Vedoyeg Al Beis HaMikdash that by worrying and feeling terrible about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, by doing that, you're building the new Beis HaMikdash. And we know that building the Beis HaMikdash means building Das. Because the Gemara says, Any person who has Das, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash were built in his time, because the Beis Hamikdash was a center of Das. You had the smartest rabbis in Klal Yisrael, the Sanhedrin Agdoila, that were pumping out Das from the Beis Hamikdash. And that's what gives us the ability to elevate those nefoshos. As Rabbi Nezal shows over there in chapter 13, that according to how much das there is, that the, the tzaddik needs das in order to elevate those nefoshos. And with this we can also understand the great importance of a Jew getting up at midnight, which means going to sleep earlier in the night and, and waking up, kimas chatzois, waking up for midnight. Shemeshabrim hashenah whereby the person is breaking the sleep, meaning that the, the standard sleep is six hours or eight hours. This person is saying, no, no, no. At three hours, I'm, I'm cutting it short. I'm slamming on the brakes. I'm breaking it in half, breaking the night in half. Shehu bechinas taivas And we mentioned earlier that sleep is synonymous 
with the wrong kind of desire for money. And so the person wakes up from his sleep and he mourns over the destruction of Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash. That's how we build the Beis Hamikdash. And by building the base Samikdash, that's what gives us the ability to elevate those, to, to gather those souls and elevate them. Because Rabbein Azal shows there on the Kutiman, in the base Samikdash is where all of this action happened. The Karbonos and everything was all about elevating souls that are in a fallen state, elevating them up to Shemaim, and being able to bring down Shefa, Brocha, Torah, light from heaven. Now Rabbi Nelson Zal brings in another chapter in the Kutimran and another concept. V'alkein chatzois mamtik dinim. Based on what we're learning here, you'll understand also why Rabbi Nezal tells us in another place in the Kutimran that getting up at midnight and davening and learning then is one of the greatest powers to help eliminate a judgment against a person or against a family or against anybody. Because the getting up at midnight means breaking the sleep. Sleep is synonymous with death. Denial of Hashem. Because we know the Gemara says that as long as there's idol worship in the world, there's the anger of Hashem in the world. And we said that when you get up the right way, you're strengthening Emuna. Emuna is the opposite of Avoidazora. So getting up at midnight, which is one of the highest forms of waking up, you're certainly strengthening the Emuna, which means you're defeating the idol worship, you're erasing the anger, you're wiping out the anger, the din, the judgment. And you draw kindness upon yourself. And this is why Rabbeinu Zal writes in chapter 149, that getting up at midnight has the same power as a pidyon. A pidyon means a redemption. It means a Jew giving a tzaddik a certain sum of money for the tzaddik to pray for them, again, to eliminate a judgment against the person whether it's a problem in health, in parnosa, in shalom bias, whatever it is. Rab Nosanzal says, Kemoipidian daika. Look at the wording that Rabbi Nosanzal used. He said that chatzois is like pidyan. Ki hapidyan hu Because what is a pidyan? A pidyan is a form of charity, where you take a sum of money and give it to the tzaddik. It's a form of tzedaka. Meaning, shemeshaber taivas momoin. Tzedaka is one of the ways that a person shows he's breaking Taivas Momoy. Taivas Momoy means I can't have enough. And whatever I have, I'm certainly not interested in sharing with anybody else. Why would I do that? Tzedakah is the opposite of Taivas Momoy. Tzedakah is that my money, not my money, it's Hashem's money. He gives it to me on condition that I know that it's Hashem's, I'm very clear it's Hashem's, and I know that part of it is for me to use, part of it is for me to distribute. And, and therefore, the kimas chatzois, which is like a pidyon, which is tzedakah, 
which is breaking Tavis Momoin, sweetens the din. And so too, getting up at midnight is breaking the sleep. Shehu Bechina's Tavis Momoin can always say sleep is synonymous with Tavis Momoin because Tavis Momoin, we said, is heaviness, laziness, sleep. Whereas breaking Tavis Momoin is that excitement with Hashem. And through this, we're able to sweeten any kind of judgments that are against us or our family or against Klal Yisrael. Baruch Hashem. This halacha that we just learned is not that easy, meaning because he's, he's, he's assuming to a degree that you did your homework, that you looked up those, th- or that you're familiar with those three or four chapters in Likut Iman. He touched on Amamish three or four different chapters in Likutman, and he wove them all together. He showed that the, the, how, they, the, how they overlay each other, how they're all talking about the same thing, basically. They're talking about emuna versus lack of emuna. One form of emuna is tzedaka. It's, it's getting up in the morning the right way, excited, you know, quickly. Whereas, whereas a person who is lazy, sluggish, not quick, it's, it's lack of emuna. Rabbein Azal writes over there in, in that chapter in the Kutimran that if a person really, really believed that there was a Hashem and that when he davens, he's talking directly to Hashem. Picture of somebody who knows, we know the laziest person, if he has an appointment with the king or the president at 7 o'clock in the morning and the president said he's bringing his checkbook and he wants to know what the person would like, we know how quick that person would get out of bed. And we know what kind of kavana that person would daven with. So Rabbein Hazal says the fact that a person doesn't get out of bed quickly, or the fact that when a person's davening they get distracted, is only because our emuna is not perfect. It's imperfect. And again, imperfection of emuna means a taste of idol worship, a taste of taivas momain. The more a person's va, because again, you can't have two kings person has to decide what's important in your life. If Hashem is important in your life, then there's a Shulchan Aruch, there's a Chumash, there's a Gemara that tells you how to live. If Hashem is the most important thing in your life, then you know what time you want to get up, and you know how you want to get up, and you know what you want to do right after, the first thing you want to do after you get up, etc., etc. Whereas, let's say, for example, if the majority of the world, where Hashem is not the most important thing in their lives, Either Hashem is not in their lives at all or different percentages. There, again, you show the person a $100 bill and you say, come here and get it. You'll see he can bounce out of bed. Even he's tired, he's, you know, if you tell him to come to shul, it's going to take him another hour to get to shul. But you put a $100 bill in front of his face or a package of $100 bills and say, could you please just come over here and take this? And you see the person has no problem bouncing out of that bed onto the floor and hopping right over and daintily taking that package. So we see it's a matter of, of what's important in your life, what you respect. And the more a person has real emuna, Rabbein Azal shows in the Kutman that emuna is the opposite of laziness, death, sleep, all of those things, darkness, not, all of those things. And the emuna goes together with breaking Tavis Momoin. The emuna, that kind of emuna helps you connect with the Torah brand new every day. And, and connecting with the Torah, and it was connecting with Hashem's eyes, Kaviyochel. We mentioned many times 
that the Torah is comprised of four components. It's called tanto. The first is ta'amim, the musical notes. Then you have the vowels. Then you have the crowns on the letters. And then you have the letters themselves. Those four parts of the Torah are the eyes of Hashem. The Zohar Kodesh, when it describes the eye, it says you have the three colored rings and the pupil of the eye. So we see that the Torah is mamish. You want to look at Hashem? You're looking into the Torah. You're looking at Hashem. You want Hashem to look at you. The more you're looking into the Torah the right way, the more you're drawing Hashem's eyes upon you, the Hashkoch of Hashem upon you. That's the Torah. That's Eretz Yisrael. That's the Tzadikim. Baruch Hashem. Halacha Gimel. Paragraph Aleph. Yizgaber Kari Lamoi Baboiker. Sheyehehu Moira Shachar. The Shulchan Aruch says that a person should be strong in the morning, like a lion, to get up strong, to wake up the Shachar. We said Shachar has a few different meanings. To wake up the morning star, to be up before the morning star. This halach is going to be based on chapter 62 in Likut Imran, which is one of the longer chapters. Ayin Shom, study that chapter. Mavoya Rabbeinu Zal explains over there, that there are two different kinds of questions. There are questions about religion which a person can receive answers and can understand those answers very, very well. About those kind of questions, the Mishnah says in Perkyovois, you should know how to answer questions about faith. Because the truth is, the fact that Hashem limited the human intellect, and He's given us, He's given us a certain ability to understand. It is a very major mitzvah for a Jew to sharpen his mind, to try to understand as, as best as he can in what we can understand. And about that, the Mishnah says, You need to know the answers. Learn, study the answers. Know how to respond to the apikoris inside yourself to the one who's the questions of faith that you have or questions in faith that other people have. Avol, however, yesh kushya, there is another, a different kind of question. Whereby the human mind is incapable of understanding that question, of answering that question. It's only in the future when Mashiach will come, then we're going to be given a much, much higher level of seichel, then we'll be able to understand those questions also. And therefore, a Jew is forbidden to study those kind of questions, those philosophical questions about religion that are in category B here where it's the kind of questions that you can't understand right now. And any person who makes a mistake 
and relies on his own intellect. That, no, 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 I can understand it. I, I, well, I, I, can, I, I understand this stuff. And he tries delving into these, these kind of questions, which Rabbi Nezal says cannot be answered in this world. About that, the Pasuk says, Kol All those who enter into that area will not return. It's a one-way ticket downstairs. Because regarding those questions, it is forbidden for a Jew to try to use his intellect, his understanding, to try to understand those items. But rather, he has to default to faith. I don't understand, I don't know, no problem. I believe whatever the Torah says about this issue. I believe whatever my rabbi tells me about this particular issue. Right now, I can't understand it. If he tells me that this is one of those things that we can't understand right now, no problem. I accept it completely without understanding it. And even regarding category A, even regarding those questions which we can understand, there are times when the paths of Seichel are closed. And the person suddenly is at a loss. They don't have the answers. They can't think clearly, and they can't come up with the answers. And sometimes when that happens, the person experiences doubts. They start doubting Hashem, doubting the Torah, doubting the Tzadikim Chas and these doubts about Hashem come to each and every single person on their level. And therefore, the person can understand this sometimes to a deg- smaller degree, sometimes to a greater degree. Because Rabbi Nezal goes on to say over there, a Jew is required to serve Hashem with both Yetzers, the Yetzer Toiv and the Yetzer Hara. And the truth is, Im hodam, ah, this, this is where Rabbi Nezal makes this incredible statement. The truth is, Im hodam yedia, If a person would really know in their heart of hearts kevoidoi, that Hashem fills the entire world, and Hashem is standing right in front of you when you're davening, and Hashem is listening to you, the person would definitely daven to Hashem with tremendous excitement and enthusiasm. They'd put everything they had into it. And the person would be very particular to concentrate on what he's saying. And it's only because of the fact that a person doesn't know this 100%. He doesn't know 100% that Hashem is right there. That's why the person does not get so excited and is not so enthusiastic when he's talking to Hashem. And he's not so careful to be focused, to be concentrating on every word, like the tightrope walker is walking across a tightrope in a circus, and he knows if he gets distracted for one second, his life is all over, period. 
וכל זה נמשך מהסטורס הידיעים. רב נוסנזל says there, all of this comes from a lack of understanding. The fact that you don't know completely Hashem. You don't know 100% for sure that there is a Hashem, that Hashem is right in front of you. Mebechinas machloikis. This is the result of machloikis. It's a result of the fact that a person isn't 100% sure about Hashem. He might be 80% sure, it might be 80-20, might be 60-40 sometimes, and sometimes it might even be 95-5. But the fact that it's not 100, the fact that there's a division, part of him believes and part of him doesn't believe, part of him knows and part of him doesn't know, that machlekes bechinas cholak libom. As the Pasuk says in Hosea, capital Yud, their hearts are divided. As a result of those questions that come to the person when the gates of Seichel are closed. To the point where the person doesn't know how to respond to the doubts and the questions that are in his heart. Rabbeinu Zal says over there, what's the solution for this? This division in a person's heart? To learn halacha, to learn poiskin. When a person learns halacha, there's zeche to peace. Because until you know the halacha, you're in a state of conflict. I don't know what to do. Should I do this? Should I do that? Am I allowed to do this? Am I not allowed to do this? Once a person learns halacha, they come to a conclusion. Okay, I know. I, at least I know. I can't do this. It's clear to me. Now there's no more confusion. There's no more doubt. And when a, the more a person learns halacha, the more a person will be able to answer the questions in his heart. And he'll be able to daven Hashem wholeheartedly to serve Hashem with your entire heart, with both Yetzirs. And this is what the Pesach says, Hashem, I praise you with a smooth heart when I learn your mishpatim, your halachas. The more I learn halacha, the more when I praise Hashem, it's with a smooth heart, no rough no rough edges, no split in my heart. Ayin Shom, look over there in Torah Samach Beis, where Rabbein Azal explains all of this. Whereas those questions which we said we cannot answer in this world now, those questions were forbidden to delve into, but rather the person has to fortify himself with faith in Hashem. There he has to apply the faith not the intellect.